It's six o'clock. It's six o'clock. We've got a full house here at MutinyRadio.fm. Can you press, um, J-Dubs, can you press, um, switch it around and make it do toward the stage, please? Thank you. Um, you got to flip it around toward the stage. It's not me. It's the stage. Uh, hey, everybody. We're here for happy hour. Open mic, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy on the internet and everywhere else, streaming live across the world. Uh, hey, you're, of course... The people who signed up first are not here. Oh, no, there he is. Hey, uh, we, here we go. Walking in the door right on time. Hey, everybody. Uh, Four-minute sets, you'll hear a horn at three minutes. And we've got a super full list tonight of comics, which is exciting. And it looks like we have a real audience of people. So we're really excited to uh, get this going, everybody. Let's clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for your first comedian. It's Nick Holke. Hello. This, yeah, that's good. I jogged here to make it a little out of breath. So, shooters. I have noticed that shooters tend to blame it on the fact that they don't get laid, right? Every time, line one of their manifesto is like, I'm a perfectly attractive guy, and no girl wants to have sex with me. And there is a part of me when I read that, I'm like, fucking preach, brother. Tell it like it is. <laughs> yeah, I've had a pretty stagnant sex life as of late. And I feel like when guys go too long without having sex, like society should be alerted. They should be at the ready. <laughs> Um, especially white guys, right? <laughs> like, it, it, it changes us. It changes me. I, I can feel it. The other day, I was walking down the street, and I walked past a gun range, and I went in, and it wasn't until I shot off a few rounds I realized, all right, this, this is an elementary school. <laughs> all right. I didn't think that was going to work. Thus ends my shooter material. We're out of that now. Um, what else do I want to talk about? I'm a software engineer, uh, which it is, I'm not going to like, it's a good job, but I don't care at all about it. And so it's a weird thing where now, I spend the majority of my life doing something I'm indifferent about, you know, where it's like, like if I'm still doing that, I'm still an engineer when I'm like 45, you're going to start seeing some weird products being released on the market, right? Like from Apple, the all new iNoose, a self knot tying smart rope. And the ad campaign, you know, is those silhouettes of people dancing and then it just cuts to my legs. And then back to dancing. Ooh. <laughs> no? That visual really made me laugh. I'm not suicidal. I just like dark jokes a lot. Oh, I don't know how to get out of this hole. Do I just leave this for the next comic to try to clean up after me? You know? Like whatever family member finds my body? Oh, oh I went for one more. It didn't work out. 
okay, okay. Um, do I have any happy jokes? Um, what else? Are you about to honk the horn? See it being prepped. Thank you. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, I'm applying for jobs. I applied for a job at Amazon. I don't know. I want to help Jeff Bezos ascend to his final form. Plus, I heard that when he dies, each Amazon employee gets to be buried alive in his tomb. <laughs> and I think that'll be a great networking opportunity. All right. That's my time. Thanks, everybody. Hooray for Nicole Key taking the bullet for all of us. We've got a full house today. This is wild. This is wild. Uh, I'll be sure to remember to take pictures. I am so excited for your next comedian. She's a stalwart here at Mutiny Radio, and she gets to go see Maria Bamford tonight, which is really cool, and I hope she gets to meet her. Um, put your hands together, everybody, for Lauren Kraut. Thank you, Pam. This is very, I'm going to leave it there. Okay, how come there's Thomas Wolfe and Michael J. Fox, but you never hear a word about Edward Gorilla or Edith Tarantula? There's Dane Cook and Karen Carpenter and Robert Taylor, but where is Peter Proctologist <laughs> and Johnny Pimp? Where are they? All right, thank you. Kit and Caboodle, we say the whole kit and caboodle, which is redundant because a kit and caboodle is the whole thing. The whole is kind of yeah, unnecessary. But what if there's a half a kit and caboodle? Where do you find that? All right, choiry minds want to know. Also, one more, rock and roll. Did you know that rock and roll began as a uh, reference in the 1600s to the uh, sailors? Rocking and rolling on the ocean, that was a reference to them because they would get kind of like seasick and so it had to do with movement and then it became dance, but it, it was also rock and roll was a, a sexual innuendo. So now it means music, right? It, it stands for music, but it could be sex. So. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> the trouble with me is I still have hope. And so I hang around expecting good shit to happen. Not all the time, I'm not a monster. But sometimes, yeah, let's have something fabulous take place. That's why I like insights. Insights give me something to live for. They're like building blocks of knowledge and understanding that propel me forward and up, much like a good bra. Out of the depths of depression, boredom, and apathy where I usually reside, depression, <laughs> Boredom and apathy, how may I direct your downward spiral? I had an insight yesterday. I realized that I wasn't supposed to grow up. My parents didn't teach me everything I need to know to become an independent adult. I don't know how to balance a checkbook. I'm lost when it comes to sex. And if it weren't for my drug addiction, I'd have nothing that I could call my own. <laughs> so yeah, I still have hope. I hope that someday I'll have an insight that will make a significant difference for good in this world. And then I can write a joke about it and tell it to you fuckers. <laughs> and the circle of life goes round and round. All right, thank you. 
my therapist, of course, I, I have a therapist. My therapist says I have cognitive distortions. She doesn't always call it that. She usually just says, my thinking is fucked up. It's a tec technical term. It's hard to say. It means your parents really fucked you up. Expect a lifetime of therapy. The good news is that it will end eventually. I'm looking forward to that. One cognitive distortion is when you believe everything is your fault. A frequent guest at my inner dialogues table is, I did something wrong. Everything is my fault. It's my fault there's not more Jewish lesbians here tonight. <laughs> it's my fault the Titanic sank. I'm sorry, Mrs. Lincoln, if only a chorus line hadn't been sold out. Too soon? No. All or nothing thinking is another distortion. Like seeing she things in shades of black and white, no gray. Think Republican. Like I know my mailman hates me because he refuses to deliver on Sunday. And the homeless guy in the corner hates me because when I give him a dollar, he doesn't always say, may God and all the heavens bless you, your children and your children's children and your children's robots. Don't forget the robots today and forever, always and always, amen. He doesn't always say that. What did I ever do to him? Sometimes he just says, thanks, talking, talking giraffe. <laughs> Thank you. All right, I'm going to leave you with my uh, this quick one, but... Let's pause for a brief second. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> and reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the... Thank you. Follow it or not, you're late. I lost track of time. You work for it, part-time, full-time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man. I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time. This is the last time. You're wasting time. Eh, I got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut. At any point in time. But you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass. Minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second, hold on a second, who's a second, what's a first? I don't know. Third base. Well, that's my time. I'm Lauren Kraut. Thanks very much. Yay! The amazing Lauren Kraut, everyone. She's fantastic. You can see her at the Punchline and Cobbs and like every awesome show because she's amazing. Uh, as is your next comedian, we got a rock block of hot comedians up here at the top. Put your hands together for the very, very funny Adam Close. What's up, guys? My name is Adam. She wasn't, is this on? My name is Adam. She wasn't lying. Uh, growing up, I like shows on MTV like Next. You guys remember Next? I'll describe it. It would be a girl. She'd go on a date throughout town on a tour bus with five guys. Whenever she was bored of the date, she would say next, and the guy would fuck off. Once an episode, my favorite shit would happen. It would go like this. Like, what's up? My name's Adam. I'm from Milpitas. I'm super excited to meet Jessica or whatever. And then the dude would take one step on the bus, and the chick would see him and say, next! <laughs> and the dude would go hang himself. I loved that shit. After next, yeah. After next, there was a show I liked less called Room Raiders. Do you guys remember this rapey ass show? That guy does. Yeah, there was very rapey. I'll describe it. It was the same girl, Jessica, only this time they would blindfold her and kidnap her, put her in a van, drive away. 
and bring an unemployed frat boy to her bedroom to go through her underwear drawer and decide whether or not he wanted to take her on a date. There would be cool lines like, oh, size eight, not for me. Hey, why don't you go fuck yourself? I'm from the streets, okay? You can park that size eight right on my face. I'm from Milpitas, that's a joke. <laughs> cool. Um, let's see. Did you guys know tank tops are gay? Clayton, can confirmation? Here's how I know. Here's how I know. Every time I wear a tank top in public, I'm getting sexually harassed by the gay community, gay men specifically. They're grabbing my shoulders. They're grabbing my buns. So I own about 55 tank tops now. Because <laughs> I'm a little tease. Look at me up here with my shiny chain. I love the attention. Speaking of gay stuff, does anyone know what a gold star lesbian is? Clayton? <laughs> a gold star lesbian is a lesbian who's never had sex with a man. <laughs> Lauren's out! She was tempted by the devil. Uh, they give them a gold star for this accomplishment, and it is an accomplishment. I'm not even a gold star straight dude. Never slept with a man in this economy? The gay hooker joke, guys. Pay attention. I have an idea for women with blown out pussies called This Old Box. It's a reality show, like a home improvement, but for your pussy. Um, first thing we're going to do is rip this carpet up. <laughs> then we're going to move these walls in. They've been bearing loads for too long. It's a blue collar joke, guys. Come on, cut me some slack. Anybody out here on the apps, dating on the apps? Make some noise. Uh, people complain about the apps a lot, generally speaking. Single people complain about how hard it is to date on the apps. And guys out here, uh, I could give you some advice. Um, if you're trying to date on the apps, here's my advice to you, single guys. Be 6'5". <laughs> Have all your hair dressed nicely. Be hilarious. Bang, 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 bang. That's me fucking. It was lovely. Cool. My name's been Adam Close. Give it up for me. Amazing. Good. Keep it going for Adam Close, everybody. We got a hot fucking show tonight. Hot, hot, hot show. Um, your next comedian, I believe, is the one who brought the enormous audience here tonight. Uh, super excited to see what he does. Put your hands together for Ravi B. Hey, hey everyone. It's my first time doing stand-up, so super excited to be here. If any of you have been holding back obligatory laughs, now would be the time to let them out. You've been warned. So a little bit about me. I'm actually a vegetarian, which means that people always ask me, uh, where do I get my protein? I always tell them, I get my protein the same place you get your carbs, the menu. Um, anyways, uh, in the audience tonight, there's a lot of my friends who, who actually studied, uh, or sorry, a lot of my friends I played fantasy football with, and um, actually there was only one loser. I was a loser, and this was my punishment. 
Um, anyway, speaking of losers, I studied chemical engineering back in school. And, uh, and when you hear that, you're probably thinking two things. One, what the fuck is chemical engineering? And two, can this guy make meth for me? The answer to both of those questions is, I'm actually not sure at all. Um, before I decided to study chemical engineering in college, I actually, my dad gave me a book. He gave me a book, it was called Worthless. Uh, the title was Worthless. Thanks, Dad. Uh, the subtitle of the book was An Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major in College. Basically, read that book. That book is basically like, chemical engineering is the only major that's like worth its weight in your tuition, right? I'd soon learn that that book itself was worthless. Um, when I actually, uh, anyways, so I started studying uh, chemical engineering. I kind of learned it was all about equations, a lot of equations. There was a lot of them. I never would use them again after I graduated. It was kind of like a self-inflicted brain injury. Um, when I graduated, I actually started talking to recruiters. Uh, the conversations went a little bit like this. Hey, I just spent four years of my life studying how to design a, a refinery, want to hire me. It went about as well as saying that you're a conservative at the Folsom Street Fair. Um, anyways, I did kind of use my degree in chemical engineering and my first job at Pepsi. Yeah, go Pepsi. Woo! Anyone, anyone who loves Pepsi, this is your joke right here coming on. Um, so I was at Pepsi. This is my first job. I'm walking around the factory. You know, things are going well. I'm trying to pretend to do, sh do shit because, like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, Gatorade is being made super fast. Um, smelling good. Anyways, a couple of months down the line, my boss, she, she, you know, pulls me into her office. She asked me to come to her office. You know, this is my first job. I have no idea what that means. I'm, like, excited. Like, maybe she's going to praise me, give me a promotion, you know. So I go to her office. She sits me down. She's like, Robbie, someone took a shit in the warehouse. <laughs> All right? And at that, and I was like, oh, oh, oh shit. Um, maybe I won't be drinking Pepsi anymore. Anyways, she, she tells me, Ravi, I need you to review security footage to find out who did this. <laughs> and at that moment, I knew I had fucked up. I had spent four years of my life studying chemical engineering and hundreds of thousands of dollars on this degree. And here I was reviewing security footage of a guy shitting in a warehouse. <laughs> Um, eventually, I actually lost my job at Pepsi because I tested positive for Coke. And yeah, and that's my time. <laughs> I, I am him. I am him. Oh my God, an applause break on your first time. That was amazing. Robbie, yay. That was fantastic. That's, that was amazing for your first time. I am totally impressed. You should come back again and again. Your next comedian, hey, he's super funny and he just joined us in the comedy community, but already a mover and a shaker. Clap your hands together for Art 
Go Eustian! Wow, we got a crowd today, huh? Nice. Great to see you. Um, I was just looking for parking. I was trying to park somewhere and not sketch because my car has gotten broken into four times already. And just the other day, it happened again. Someone breaks into my car, smashes my window, and steals my Target bag. And I'm pissed off, and I'm talking shit about people that break into cars, right? And this annoying-ass coworker goes like, Art, think about it, man. The people that broke into your car, they're probably disadvantaged. They probably need the stuff more than you do. You could afford to replace it. This may be the only way that they can feed their family. I said, motherfucker, listen. Don't nobody need that hemorrhoid cream more than me right now. <laughs> My ass hurts. And unless the whole family's eating ass, <laughs> ain't feeding nobody. Whew, I'm out of breath, I ran here. Um, I'm an immigrant, guys, I'm Armenian, I'm an immigrant. As an, oh, thank you. Are you Armenian immigrant or are you just happy to see me? Thank you. It'd be concerning if you said, said it the other way. Wow, we got a fucking crowd. Hey, guys. So as an immigrant, I find myself being able to relate to other immigrants, right? Because we go through similar hardships, right? You come to this country, you got to learn a whole new language. It's a huge culture shock, and everything is so different. So ma no matter if you're from Armenia like me, Mexico, Nigeria, people relate to this. But I have this one friend that's always trying to relate to me on being an immigrant. He's always trying to remind me that he's an immigrant himself. And he kind of pisses me off because he's from this little known place called Toronto, Canada. <laughs> Bro, I'm sure Canadian immigrants got their struggles. I'm just saying it's different. Like three years ago, I was hella stressed because Armenia was fighting a war against a dictator who was trying to take away our indigenous lands. And we lost. At the same time, three years ago, Toronto, Canada was also fighting the Golden State Warriors won the NBA championship, and they won. Different struggles. I actually grew up in Russia. I was, I was born in Armenia, grew up in Russia. But the same guy told me, he's like, hey, man, um, if Trump wins, wins president, I might move back to Canada. I was like, bro, I don't care if Kanye West is the president. I ain't moving back to Russia. Fuck that. I'm kind of fucked up, though, because I grew up in Russia, right? So sometimes I think like a Russian. Because I look at Canada, I just wonder to myself, how come U.S. hasn't invaded them yet? I got darker jokes. Don't worry. Um, surprise, I'm bold. The other day, this is really embarrassing, but I clogged my toilet, and I had to call a plumber, right? And the whole experience is embarrassing because there's doo-doo in the toilet, fucking overflowing, the whole apartment smells like shit. But you know the only thing that could have made the whole thing more embarrassing? If the plumber that showed up was a hot girl? I don't know if that's a little sexist, but I just think a plumber should not only be able to unclog a toilet, they should look like somebody could clog a toilet. I think that's why they always got their ass crack out when they're fixing the toilet. Is there a way of saying, hey, you seeing this, buddy? Don't be embarrassed. I've done this myself. All right, we'll end it with this joke. Um, 
I'm single. I'm trying to date. One thing that makes dating real difficult for me is that I'm really scared of rejection. So, like, I'm scared to approach women in real life because I will try to avoid rejection at all costs. But my New Year's resolution is to overcome that. So I was at a bar sitting with my friend. I see a cute girl. I try to walk up and talk to her, and she rejects me. She says, I'm sorry. I have a boyfriend. And me trying to avoid rejection, I was like, girl, me too. And I turn around, I start walking back towards my friend, and I could tell she's still looking at me. <laughs> but also, he's looking at me like hella confused, like what happened? I was like, bro, shut up and give me a kiss right now. <laughs> All right, guys, that's my time. Thank you very much. Yay! Yay! hooray! We got a full house, and it's exciting. Um, yeah, we've got extra chairs. We've got stuff. Move on in. And your next comedian is so funny. You guys are going to have such a good time. Clap your hands together for Clayton Mosley. Yeah. Everybody's leaving. Where y'all going? Hey, 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 hey. Y'all done listen to your fantasy football loser, and now y'all getting the fuck out of here? Well, we hope you lose again next year so you can come back. Oh, shit. How's everybody doing tonight? Everybody doing good? Oh, man. I hope everybody's got outside this week. It's been a nice week. We've been having some terrible weather this month, haven't we? It's been raining almost every damn day. It's like some of that biblical rain, y'all. Been raining for 40 days and 40 nights. I seen a homeless guy in my neighborhood. He was out building an ark the other day. I told him, I was like, well, heck, if it rains again, I'll help you push it down the hill and get in the stream. You know, it got me thinking. I grew up going to church. You know, when you're in church as a kid, you got to sit still and you got to be quiet. Because if you make any noise or make any distractions, they're going to take you outside and you're going to get your ass tore up. Okay? Well, I always had a good, I had this guy, he was always, he was like the, I guess the guinea pig of it. He was always the one who was making noise and he was making the, he was being the disruption in the church. Heck, I remember one time they finished singing, he started yipping like a dog. Yip, yip, yip. Hell, his daddy would drag him outside, grab him out of shirts, I'm going to beat the devil out. You say, no, daddy, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I'll be good. I swear. I can't help it. Hell, it got so bad that they had to end up taking us kids and putting us in the back of the church just so they can have church without a disruption. You know, they ended up getting that boy tested a few years later, and they found out that he had Tourette's. Yeah, I guess his daddy couldn't beat that out of him. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I was out thrift shopping the other day, and I walked into one of those uh, secondhand clothes stores over on Haight Street. I was browsing around in there, and they had a lot of cool stuff in it. And I found this old Carhartt jacket on the shelf, and I picked it up, and it looked really nice, and I put it on, and it fit me real nice. And I was going to buy it until I looked at the price tag on it. Y'all, they wanted $400 for a 90s vintage Carhartt jacket. They done lost their goddamn minds, Okay. Y'all, for $400, this jacket better come with a backstory of who wore it and what they did with their life. Hell, for all I know, it could have been a carpenter who was a pedophile. I don't want that shit rubbing off on me. Hell, for $400, I'll go out and buy me a couple of them jackets, wear them for a few months, doing Carhartt shit in them, and then turn around and sell them for that price and make a profit. Hell yeah. You know, shit, the only way I'm paying $400 for a used Carhartt jacket is if it's the Carhartt jacket that Heath Ledger wore whenever he fucked Jake Gyllenhaal in the ass and broke back mountain. 
That shit's memorabilia, y'all. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> Any of y'all on uh, Netflix? Y'all, y'all watch Netflix out there? I had Netflix. Oh shit! A bunch of y'all must be poor. Nobody made a noise. I like watching stuff on Netflix. I was actually watching that Dahmer series on there, y'all. Any of y'all watch that? A few people that are on Netflix. Oh shit! Well, yeah, it was a pretty cool show. I actually learned a lot of cool stuff from watching it. I actually found out that me and Jeffrey have the same birthday, y'all. Yeah. Strong Gemini energy. You know, I just don't ever think I could be a serial killer like him, though, y'all. I just I don't think I could do it. You know, I, I'd probably fuck it up anyway. You know, I'd probably put the knockout drugs inside of a blunt I'd rolled, and then I would give it to them and let them smoke it, and then I'd probably forget about it and I'd smoke it too. <laughs> and then we'd just be both sitting there all fucked up on the couch. He'd ask me, say, so what are you thinking about? And I'd say, well, I think I'm going to kill you if I can ever figure out how my legs work again. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to get on out of here, y'all. Y'all have a good night. The four of you, you can sit down. There's chairs now. Take a seat. Go in. Sit. Let's go sit down. Enjoy yourselves. It's, there's plenty of space. Yay. There's plenty of space to love and appreciate your next comedian who's sitting up in the front of the room. Put your hands together for Wally Hippolito. Yay. Oh, they just, <laughs> they said we don't want to sit. We're just going to fucking leave. <laughs> Holy shit. Damn. That's what you get for being polite to people, you know? You got to be a real McAsshole sometimes. Just like, sit the fuck down! Shut the fuck up and sit down and enjoy this shit. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, when I'm on Tinder, I like to do what's called Vin Diesel swiping. You know, fast and furious. It's just... And in the middle of my swiping, Tinder likes to sneak a dude in the middle of my algorithm. And I'm going to tell you all right now, gay dudes are quick. Because as soon as I get the match, bring! Hey, little gingerbread man. You can't run away from me. Goddamn, goddamn. So I, start, I actually started a, is anybody else, is anybody here on Tinder? Don't fucking lie to me. You guys are a bunch of liars. All right, so well, you know, I, I stopped doing my Vin Diesel swiping and I, I started reading the bios, right? Terrible fucking move. These, these women are worse off than I thought, you know? Like one bio I read, it said, uh, let's take a long, let's take a long sunset walk. In the middle of Stockton? Are you fucking crazy? Are you out of your mind? Like, like, why don't I just save the drive for myself and harikari myself in my room? You know what I mean? That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. But uh, Tinder is kind of a dangerous place. It's really dangerous, honestly. Uh, like, people can, like, be really fucked up to you. Like, I was, uh, I accidentally met, oh, I don't want to say accidentally. I matched with this transgender woman. And, you know, I was being polite. We had, like, a good conversation and all of that. But at the end of it, I told her, you know, I'm not interested. Now, brace yourself. This is verbatim. She says, she messages me back saying, what are you, some type of faggot hater? And I'm like, wow. You really did used to be a man. <laughs> because... I know a man's fucking game, and negging is definitely one of those things, guys. That's, I know your game quite well, sir. And she said, you're going to get fucking canceled. And I was like, oh, my God. That was, like, one of the sweetest thing I things I could think of because, like, she really thinks I had cachet as a comedian to get canceled like that. that. 
That was really nice of her, honestly. Glad that one worked out. Oh shit. Thanks, Clayton. Um I think uh I think we take advantage of, you know, uh, of technology. Like, you know, uh, I think we um, take it for granted, actually. I think we take technology for granted. For, like, all the harm that it's done, it's done, it's done us a lot of good as a society, you know? Like, I, um, what was I going to say? Like, people don't appreciate the fact that you can't get lost anymore. Like, you have to try really hard in 2023 if you have a phone and get lost in your life. Nice. <laughs> like 20 years ago, you couldn't, 20 years ago, you had to, if, if you were going up to like Reno or something and there was like a blockade, you had to hope your dad knew an alternate direction or else you're fucking going home that day. Like no circus circus for you, bro. We're not doing that shit. All right, cool. Um, I'll end with this one. I'm going back to the Philippines this year. Thank you, which I'm really excited for, but I'm also a little bit nervous. I'm nervous for a couple of things. One, I'm meeting my biological father's family for the first time, and, you know, what if they're hot? Like, everyone, I, I watched enough Game of Thrones in my life, guys, where incest is very much on the table, not opposed to it. And, you know, what else, like, you know, I also think, like, what if I'm not talking to my actual family? Like, what if I'm meeting somebody and I get sold into sex slavery? Which doesn't really sound like a bad idea as a 32-year-old man. It's like, oh, no, I got to bust all these nuts tomorrow and, you know, get different <laughs> vagina. Like, oh, how will I live on? But if they give me a couple sets a night, I'll be willing to do it, you know? All right, y'all, I'm Wally Hippolito. That's my time, y'all. <laughs> in the Philippines. Yay, bring me back your grandma's lumpia recipe. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I want to know what's in that. I have no idea. All right. Um, no, but I love lumpia. What can I say? Ooh. I'm just not, I, I, just, I love food, you guys. <laughs> I love that there is an incredibly pregnant woman in the audience. I, I hope that you don't have a baby because you laugh too hard. I don't know how pregnancy works, but I'm scared that like the baby's going to come out laughing. Uh, clap your, because your next comedian's very funny. Put your hands together for Sean Durham. I've been dating a little person recently. I think that's the politically correct term, right? For uh, Filipinos. <laughs> Keeping that theme going. Um. Yeah, we are in a long-distance relationship, though. We don't really live in different cities. I just have to reach really far to hold her. <laughs> Let's try this. I've been, uh, I've been thinking about my uh, inevitable death. Um, I'm not afraid of it. I am a little afraid there's an afterlife, though. Because I don't know about y'all, but I'm like, I'm good with one run. I don't need to see a sequel. I, uh... Like, I don't even care if there's a god or many gods. I just want them to leave me alone. Let me rot in peace. Y'all don't like that idea? Well, here's the worst one. I realized, why does no one have the last name Christ anymore? Right? Why'd that go away? It's like that and Hitler. <laughs> the only two. 
Okay. That one went a little better. Cool. Um, I, uh, I have a dog at my house, and um, I wish he understood what I do here. He doesn't really have a sense of humor. doesn't laugh at anything I say. I did find out that uh, there are animals that can laugh. Like, uh, rats will laugh if you tickle them. How do I know that, you ask? Mind your business, I answer. Look, would I do a pet smart at 3 a.m. between me, God, those poor defenseless animals? I do think rats get a bad rap because I, I kind of relate to them, you know? Because I, too, go out at night and gather food. I, too, walk into rooms and cause women to jump on tables and scream. I, too, have been used for drug experiments. <laughs> Not in a lab, I just like to party. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty broke right now. I'm at like that broke level where um, things keep going wrong with my car and I just ignore them. Like my, uh, my brakes have been getting really bad, but I'm like, it's fine. I'll just press down harder and hope no strollers roll into traffic. Fine. Be okay. Passenger door stops working, but it's fine. Just stop knowing other people. Fine. Gonna be okay. Check engine lights on, but it's fine. Just kill myself. It's fine. Uh, my dad asked me recently if I want to get married, and I don't. I'm actually like actively avoiding it. Like I won't even say the word marry around my girlfriend. Like, hey, babe, you want to go ride the rotating impaled animals? I don't really think I had a good representation of marriage. Cause, uh, I only know it through my parents, and they kind of had me as like a last-ditch effort to save their marriage. And they're uh, divorced now. So I was sort of born a failure. All right, I think I'll leave it at that note. <laughs> Hooray for Sean Darren. He's not a failure. He's a great big success. Uh, like your next comedian. So excited that he's here. Clap your hands together for Anthony Mitchell. The world is much brighter. Hello, it's good to see you all. Uh, I don't know about your guys' week, but I've had a uh, very interesting week. I just uh, quit my job. Yeah. Make some noise, absolutely. Uh, I used to work in finance. It was uh, just very boring and horrible. I used to work in just the worst little cubicle and just the day in, the day out was so monotonous. Like the only thing that was actually only good about my job was just the windows because I was working on the 30th floor in the financial district, just beautiful views of San Francisco. So I found myself just staring out the window for most of the day because I was just so bored and suicidal and it just got me thinking just like of how terrible finance is it's just like there had to have been at least one person in new york in 2001 on the 11th day of september just like yes I don't have to go to work tomorrow. Because nowadays, if a plane hits your building, 
you're expected to log back on. Like, we can all work from home, whereas 20 years ago, a plane hits your building. That's a long weekend. And as someone who used to work in finance, people will do anything for that long weekend. Pretty great. Um, so I quit my job. I'm finally going to, you know, pursue my dreams. I'm going to become a pilot. Just enlisted in flight school, so, uh, you know, I should be able to graduate in about eight months or so. going to achieve my dreams. All right, it's another 9-11 jokes. Great, thank you. Um, I don't know if you guys follow the news at all, but uh, Dana White, the president of UFC, and Justin Roiland, the co-creator of Rick and Morty, are both in court right now because they both beat women. Which is funny when you think about it because they couldn't be more different of people. God bless you, by the way. Get better soon. Uh, Justin Roiland, he's known for creating cartoons and making punchlines. Dana White is, creates fights, does lines, and punches people. Completely different people. And it's really interesting when you, uh, you know, because Justin Roiland works for Cartoon Network. They put out a statement to be like, to all the fans of Rick and Morty, we're going to keep doing the show, just cutting ties with Justin Roiland. The UFC put out a statement, it's like, to all our fans, what did you expect? <laughs> Is the UFC, you guys watch the UFC, do you not beat your wives? Like, really weird. Um, Pickle Rick, thank you. Dog my memory. So yeah, Rick and Morty, they made Rick turn into a pickle. In the UFC, the fighters beat each other into becoming a vegetable. And that's been my time. My name's Anthony Mitchell. I love you. Yay, Anthony Mitchell. Hooray. That was lovely. Um, so Lee Wyatt isn't here, so I'm going to take his time. I'm gonna go up when the audience is big instead of waiting to the end like I usually do. Hi! Oh my God, you guys, I've had such a hard week. My friends with benefits got a girlfriend. I know, so I'm like, <sighs> my whole selfishness was exposed and I don't get to have sex anymore all the time. I'm super bummed. Um, and I've never internet dated, like I've never done it. So I don't know if I should start now, right? I'm 48 years old. I've never been on an internet dating profile. Ah. So I asked, you know, like one of my girlfriends, if you're going to start doing this, what do you do? And she said, you need to raise the bar really high. And I asked one of my guy friends and he said, lower that bar right down. And can't we just meet at the bar? Oh my God, I'm a Gen Xer. I have a personality. Y'all need a fucking survey to fuck? What's wrong with you children? <laughs> I want to know everything about them before I know if I want to talk to them. No sense of adventure, you little freaks. Um, no, it's fine. I don't mean to punch down on you. I'm lonely. Uh, it's, that's fine. I'm so lonely I masturbate to podcasts. That's, yeah. Any idea what podcasts I might diddle myself to? I have no idea what that means, but I'll try it out. I'm, I'm into it. 
Usually people yell Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah, he's in four million men's heads. I don't have to pretend he's giving me any. Uh, uh, yeah, other people will say, oh, murder podcasts, you know, like uh, true crime stuff. Ah, bloody, bloody, bloody. Prairie Home Companion. Now, I love some fucking pra- Lake Wobegon. Uh, let my woes be gone, please. I will pretend that old man is, he's Max's lips enough. I'm sure he does a good job downstairs. <laughs> chew, like, chew it like bubblegum with no teeth. <laughs> Uh, but murder podcasts, I might listen to those once a month to get caught red-handed. Oh. 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 Yeah. I actually masturbate to my own podcasts because <laughs> I'm a narcissist. <laughs> I, c- I can do everything by myself. Huh. Back to being lonely. I've been seeing cute cops. Have you seen the cute cops on the street, you guys? SFPD hiring all cute cops. In fact, the other day at Milk Bar, two cute cops walked by, and I told them this joke, and they laughed. So I, I walked up to a gaggle of cute cops, and I was like, oh, my God, I hope the SFPD makes a calendar, and they put you in it, and I winked, and the cops smiled. How many lives did I save? <laughs> oh, shit, happy cops, what are you going to do? EMTs and firemen are always good-looking, though, right? And I think I figured out why, because when you're dying and you look up, you want to have a reason to live. <laughs> I want this 26-year-old hot fireman to give me mouth-to-mouth. That's, there we go. <laughs> Not lonely anymore. Uh, so I was, I was outside a bar, smoking, looking for hot guys, and a fire truck rolled up. And like out of it spilled 10 gorgeous men in uniform. One had an ax. And they ran up into a building really fast, like saved someone from an opiate overdose. And they came back down real fast because the person was clearly dead. It was 6th Street. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and one of the firemen, he waved at me. And I waved back. And then he kept looking at me, and I gave him a little shoulder wiggle, and I was like, oh. And he rang the bell. Ring-a-ding. We were vibing. But I'm so stupid, I didn't take down the number of the truck. So how am I ever going to find this gorgeous fireman again? So I have a plan. Uh, Next week, same day, same time, same bar. I'm going to go back. I'm going to pay a questionably housed man 20 bucks to start a garbage can fire. And then, woo, woo, woo. You see, that's my version of Tinder. Ah, I brought it back around. And I only did four minutes. Hey, give it up for me. Yay. Um, cool. I should have done my pregnancy jokes, but we'll see. We'll, we might at the end. I've never had a baby. Oh, my God. I want to use my body in the way God intended to, like, milk my breasts to make cheese to save the vegans. 100% consent-based milk. Um, your next comedian, because Lee Wyatt isn't here, put your hands together. Super funny. I've been watching her grow, and she's get she's great. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Kava to sing! Yay! So my uh, my friend is uh, she's on the apps. And she has such difficulty rejecting guys because she's always afraid of hurting their feelings. And I told her, I was like, dude, you just got to be vague and impersonal. Like this one guy who broke up with me uh, texted me. Uh, who, no, actually, he didn't, he didn't break up with me. He rejected me. He texted me. Uh, hey, just wanted to touch base with you and let you know that I am no longer interested slash not feeling it. 
glad we can realign and reset expectations. So I was like, to whom it may concern, <laughs> message received. Feel free to add me on LinkedIn. Um, I, uh, I, I've always been nervous about one night stands, okay? My fear was always like, uh, what if the guy murders me? Uh, but I was at a bar and this guy approached me one day and he was hot, so I was like, let's, let's take the chance. And long story short, I go back to his place, he can't get it up, and he says it's because he's stressed because his brother has cancer. You should have just murdered me. <laughs> he could have said anything else, okay? He could have been like, it's the whiskey, or my dick is racist. <laughs> and his contact information wasn't even in my phone. It would have been bar hot guy, but now it was bar brother cancer, you know? And, and yeah, I was left to comfort this 10 with trauma. Um, and like, what do you say when you meet a guy and you try to go home with him and it ends up his brother has cancer? Like, I can't be like, oh, my sister's a bitch, wish they could switch places, you know? Like, <laughs> you can't. So I was like, so your brother, does his dick work? <laughs> um, no, but before you feel bad for him, I was hoodwinked, okay? Because I was 22 when he was 34. So he knew, he saw me as an opportunity. He was like, I'm going to waste her time. Uh, <laughs> and he did waste my time because getting him hard was like making a sandcastle because his dick kept slipping through my fingers. <laughs> um, no, but then he did, he did actually follow up with me. We did have a good interaction because he, he ended up, uh, brother cancer, you know, started, he texted me. And he was like, hi, I'm so sorry about last night, but I hope that I could take you on a real date. Um, and I was like, thanks for reaching out. <laughs> However, I decided to not move forward with your application. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Um, uh, I moved here, I moved here because of my boyfriend. Uh, we were doing a long distance relationship. And I think long distance relationships can actually be very sexy because you get to entertain fantasies about your boyfriend without dealing with all like the ugly parts of the relationship. <laughs> For example, in my fantasy, my boyfriend doesn't sing the national anthem every time he finishes. Um, but yeah, so one day, you know, long distance was like getting hard, and I, I talked to my boyfriend Ryan, and I was like, how are we going to make this work? And he was like, we should fuck other people. <laughs> and I was like, how is online Scrabble, <laughs> you know? Um, maybe I should say I was going to suggest online Scrabble. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, now I know it, it like, wasn't a mature decision. This isn't like two people in the same area trying to like open up their relationship to numerous people and personalities and whatever. Cause like the last time I did an open relationship, I was 22 in a long distance relationship with my boyfriend trying to like claw my body count out of a well, you know, like I looked at my college boyfriend and I was like, I can love you all the time. And then some frat uh, some frat dude was like, you're hot for an Indian. And then I looked at him and I was like, I can love you part-time. Like, I don't know. Okay, thank you guys. Yay! Come to sing. Hell yeah. It's a hot show tonight, you guys. Everybody's rocking it. They're bringing the heat. Like your next comedian, super funny guy. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Dan Britton. Yeah. 
I like that song. What is that? Oh, yeah, that's nice. Guys, as of January, or sorry, excuse me, December 26th, 2023, I am now entering my fourth year of sobriety. I know, right? Pretty cool. And hey, I appreciate the support. I can tell you it's not fucking easy, people being people. But you guys are nicer than my friends are. I got this one friend who uh, every time we go out together, I like to hang out. He likes to party. And we'll go out together and he'll be like, hey, Dan, take a shot. And I'll say, no, I'm cool. And he always says the same thing. He goes, man, Dan's such a pussy. He won't take a shot with me. And I just think that's so weird to me because really what he's saying is like, man, Dan's such a pussy. Look at him facing life's challenges head on, you know, like a bitch. <laughs> Look at this guy. He won't drown his problems in drugs and alcohol. What a coward. <laughs> <laughs> so he recently moved up to the city, and like I said, he loves to party. So he moves up to San Francisco. He, he hypes himself up, saying, all right, first weekend in the city. We're going to go crazy. We're going to party. So we go out. We close down the bar. After we go to the bar, we're uh, having some late-night food. He's shit-faced. Once that closes and we both eat, I go home. I'm getting ready to get into bed. It's now 4 o'clock in the morning. 4 o'clock in the morning. This dude is calling me drunk as fuck saying, Dan, I can't find my phone. <laughs> I have looked everywhere. I don't know where it is. I said, Peter, check the side of your head. Oh, it's not there. I said, I wish you the best of luck. And I hung up the phone. <laughs> uh, some other interesting things about me. This is actually pretty funny to say out loud. I can't believe it. But I actually just became a dad <laughs> to a plant. <laughs> plant parenthood, man. There's nothing like it. As soon as you get over the politics, it's a fun journey. What else did I want to talk about here today? I came so prepared because I am a master comedian. Uh, I recently actually did just get out of a relationship. I uh, broke up with this girl on New Year's. She was uh, boring as fuck. So I, uh, I just decided I didn't want to waste her time. So New Year's Eve, I sent her a text message around 8 o'clock. I said, hey, I've been thinking about this a lot. You know, I think you're a fine person. I just don't see this going anywhere. I don't want to waste your time. Don't think it's good for us to keep seeing each other. Next morning, she sends me back a text message, one line long. said, sounds good. Happy New Year. <laughs> I don't know if I won or lost that relationship, but maybe it was a draw. Okie dokie. I'm about to get out of here, but I would just like to leave here with uh, this little voice before I go. This is my German architect voice who's always talking about uh, things with buildings that you don't quite know what they are. Like, oh, yes, dear, this toilet flange does not match the feng shui. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Does anybody have any questions for the German architect? Where are we going to put the oven? <laughs> Good night. Dan Britton! That was lovely! Oh, my name is Dr. Gerhard Schrauser. I used to have a professor named Dr. Gerhard Schrauser, and I just loved it every day, and his, uh, his German accent was fantastic. All right, your next comedian 
hey, he's a new comedian, and he's actually going to be starting a show here at Mutiny Radio. I'm super, super excited. Clap your hands together for Saul T. We did it like that, and now we do it like this. We did it like Aloha. that, and now we do it. Hello, Mike. My name is Saul T. I got that done legally because um, uh, before the head injury that caused me to need to wear an eye patch, I was horrifically treated by religious weirdos in a cult many people call Catholicism. Um, and uh, so that's uh, a somewhere in me. There's a need to please you that has nothing to do with reality. But I used to get away. I I learned when I was a kid if I could if I could make the people who wanted to abuse me laugh, they wouldn't do it because for some crazy reason. And I've learned this: if you have any kind of funny in you, if you ever see a fight going on and you can bring some funny, you know what the funny is, and you can bring the funny. And please bring the funny. It stops the police having to be called. Black Lives Matter. That's real. Um, I wrote. This is my second time doing this. Last week I wrote. Um, last week I came no preparation. This or Monday I came no preparation. This week, I wrote far too much. I'd like to start with an obituary. Don't worry, it's not mine. I'm not dead yet. Or, or so far as I can tell. I can check my own pulse, but I remember vaguely from gym class or something that uh, you take your own pulse, gives unreliable numbers or something. It's like inaccurate. Um, anyways, uh, what I mean is, uh, how would one even know without peer review? Um, I, and so I'm too excited one way or, I'm not too excited one way or another. I, I don't really care. But it's kind of like, well, peer review is a good thing, so I guess the jury would be sequestered still. Um, in deliberations on whether or not I'm alive or dead. And, and whatever people do, and jury duty, I don't know. Because I've never, I've never been a good enough citizen to do jury duty. Um, I've never had enough of a life to do jury duty. So like with no life, no death, what do you get then? No obituary. So I'm coming back to the obituary. And I wanted to start with an obituary. And I did last week. I, the obituary for my friend who whose name was Gladys, um, and she's dead, and she was a stand-up comedian, and she died the day I had a vasectomy. And last week, I wanted to start with an apology, because I knew I was going to talk about my vasectomy, which meant, that's right, the white man was going to talk about his dick, and expect you to listen to it and hope you would laugh, because that's what everyone's life is today in the United States of America. I don't know if you've been there. Black Lives Matter, I wanted to remind you of that more than anything else. Um, but I wanted to start with an obituary. It's not mine, and it's not yours. Though you may be dying because the jokes don't work, um, and 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 I don't know. You you may you may actually be dead, and I don't want to oppress. I don't want to kink shame. I don't want to put anybody in some bad place. And so, if you are, my condolences. I I hope things go well, and I mean that honestly. I wanted to be all deep and moving like Prince at the start of uh, what do you call it? Let's go crazy. The whole thing where it's like, dearly beloved, we are gathered here today, and then. But, but then I realized that was a eulogy. And so I realized I wanted to start in a way that wasn't going to work out very well probably in the end because um, I wanted to start with the obituary when I, what I really wanted what she was a eulogy. Um, and so I guess the obituary bit is already dead. And it killed. Your next comedian's new to the room. Excited that he's here. Everybody clap your hands for Dimitri. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? So, uh, 
disturbing news the other day. Uh, Ted Cruz's teenage daughter, who's out as bisexual, she's 15. She tried to commit suicide. She slit her wrists. This is a true story. And it's, I mean, there's not a lot of us queer, so, like, we, we can't be having that. And I, when I read that story, I just wanted to, like, find her and, like, tell her, like, you don't have to do this. There are other wrists in your house that are <laughs> very slittable, <laughs> right? Right? Because you have the whole, you, you have your whole life ahead of you. Like, it's going to get better. I mean, look at Macaulay Culkin. Look at Macaulay Culkin. Like, after all of the horrific shit that Michael Jackson put him through, he got his life together. I mean, he had a couple of rough years, but he's like, he's, he's doing really well. And I'm not insinuating that Michael Jackson did anything because Macaulay Culkin has come out himself and said nothing happened. So I can't say if anything happened or not. I can say with absolute certainty, with absolute certainty, that if Macaulay Culkin is telling the truth and nothing happened, y'all, that level of rejection has got to be fucking crippling. Can you imagine spending night after night after night in bed, locked alone in a room, miles off the main strip on a private ranch with the world's most prolific child molester and nothing happens? As an adult, that level of rejection is fucking crippling. As a child, it like ruins your whole identity. Like, am I not the cutest kid in the world? Did I wore his favorite Spider-Man onesie, you know, the one that flaps open in the back? Like nothing, right? And this is what I don't get about child molesters. Like, okay, you're attracted to children. Find a fucking adult to like role play with, right? It's good. Sex is going to be a lot better. You know who's going to give you the world's worst blowjob? A terrified seven-year-old <laughs> is going to give you the world's worst blowjob. I remember when I saw my first adult erect male penis, I was like, what the fuck is it? They get that big? Jesus Christ. Like, that is not the reaction you want from someone about to give you a blowjob. You want enthusiasm, right? You want someone that's just like, oh, yes. Yeah, oh, my neck. Yeah, I just want it. Right? Yeah, like, enthusiasm is going to make a good lover. And I think Michael Jackson knew this. I think he built that whole amusement park to make it good for the kids. He's, like, warming them up. He wants them to have pleasure, right? Yeah, Pam gets it. And that obviously wasn't working, so he had to step his game up. And I think my theory is that's when the analingus started. Did you all see that, that, that documentary, Finding Neverland? I think, I think he wanted to make it good for the kids, and I think that's when, he, when, when that started. And when I was watching that documentary, I had my friends pause it at the analingus part. I was, I've never been this mad in my entire fucking life, you guys. I was like, this is a thing that happens to children? That's what child molesters do to kids? Well, my molest sucked. <laughs> I was fucking robbed, y'all. There was like, I might have blocked some shit out, I, but I would not have forgotten something like that. A warm tongue lapping across your asshole? That's not going to get blocked out. And, and to be fair, okay, he did. He did go down on me, but every, is there any straight women here that date men? Yeah, you know that thing that guys do when they like go down on you, but they have no interest in your pleasure. They just kind of like, Okay, now my turn. <laughs> well, congrats, now you have a guy in that club. Yay! <laughs> I'm Dimitri. Thanks so much. Yay! Dimitri! Hooray! All right. Um, and Anurag, I just realized that you're here, and I didn't see you, and so I'm sorry. And so I'm going to put you on after your next comedian, who is Dwad Mai! Yay! <laughs> 
Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. I was uh, I was sitting back there with you guys, and uh, I came up with two new New Year's resolutions. One, make more money. And two, steal. And three, don't get caught. Hey, I was standing next to a sign today. It said, no loitering. And I realized, oh, loitering is just littering, except I'm the trash. And I picked up my tent and I moved to Dems. Sometimes I hang out with people who used to beat me up, my parents. No laugh? Okay. Now, I was, I was sitting at home today. I was thinking about Japanese people, and Germans, and Italians. What's up with World War II losers and making excellent cars? We said, you're not allowed to make any more weapons. They said, fine, our cars are going to kill more people than the war. Anyways. Anyways, hey, uh, solitary confinement, that's a torture. That's an interesting torture, because if they were going to torture me and they allowed me to pick my torture, that's the one I would pick. And you're going to leave me alone for 12 months? What are you waiting for? Leave. My dad was tortured. Yes, horrible, horrible. He was a uh, prisoner of war in Vietnam. They, they waterboarded him. Then they uh, electrocuted him with like a, like a fancy machine that like, like knew the voltage to like inflict maximum pain but like doesn't stop the heart. And then they picked up a rock and hit him in the head. No? Okay. They hit him in the head. Oh, yes, yes. Well, from the sound of it, it you would think that I'm bombing. Uh, how's it going? Oh, no, you're part of the crowd. I have to mind you 120th of my attention. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. I know. I know. The man has walked in and got more laughs in five seconds than I did in two minutes. You are a star, sir. That fur coat is appropriate. I know, I know. Are you from the neighborhood? Did you just move here? Are you? Oh, yeah? Where are you from? Michigan. When are you going back? <laughs> oh, yes. Ah, I'll get on Craigslist, get you to ride by tomorrow. <laughs> I'll even make you some money if you're willing to drive. <laughs> just don't wake the driver up. Anyways, hey, I, I got to go. Uh, I just want to say that if you guys laughed at some of my jokes, uh, consider making a donation to the Children's Orphanage of Vietnam. You right? You stepped on my punchline. That's all right. Make a donation to the Children's Orphanage of Vietnam. My son lives there. <laughs> you see? See what you almost stepped on? All right, all right. All right, thank you very much. I guess uh, I'm out of here. What my have fun at your second show. Yay. He's gonna go to a show and be funny there too. All right, your next comedian, I totally just accidentally moved over them on the list and I feel terrible. So clap your hands together for Honorog Papalo. Yay. I have to pee so bad right now, you guys. <laughs> I have a guy yeah, I know. Anytime I go to a new building, I have to find where the bathroom is first. It's yeah? It's like that. You just did that? Sheesh. I've been in that scenario, too. Anyway, uh, I realized over time... Oh. <laughs> Don't take too long. I'll be there soon. Anyway, <laughs> I realized in any scenario, uh, over, over time, uh, any room becomes a bathroom if you stop giving a shit about the rules. It just... I need to go bad enough. Just 
I don't know why I lifted my leg like a dog. Um, yeah, what do I? Uh, I, I I have an Indian name. Uh, Indian names sound exotic and strange and 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 beautiful, but they're just normal words, just in a different language, uh, which uh, I think sounds normal. But like when a white person names their kids something like a ro- regular word, like strawberry or hubcap or whatever you guys name your kids. Anytime a kid is named like strawberry or something, I'm like, that kid is going to be a stripper. That kid, that kid's been alive for like two minutes and you've already restricted their occupations to like one thing. There's like, if a kid comes up to me like, hi, I'm Waterfall. I'm like, hi, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Your kid, your parents took the bar and they set it down here and they turned the bar sideways and it turned into a stripper pole and they're like, hey, have at it. Fucking have fun. Thank you for being quick, sir. <laughs> I um, what else do I talk about? I wonder if baby kangaroos are ever just in there, like, holy shit, what's going on? What's going on here? <laughs> Speaking of animal humor that isn't totally finished, uh, I have a bunch of dogs in my house. I have like six dogs, uh, and they're really mischievous dogs. They're always doing shit they're not supposed to. Like, one day I walked in, and uh, all of them were sitting around the dining table playing poker. <laughs> it's getting to that. <laughs> I was going to talk about how I wanted to take a picture of it, but my phone was dead, so I just pulled out an easel and fucking... And then I took it to my local Irish bar, and I hung it up. And they were like, thank you, we fucking needed this. <laughs> this is really going to make us stand out. Yeah, we're out of the totally unfinished animal humor uh, part of the proceedings. Uh, Now to something else. I hate it when uh, (laughs) I I was driving through a storm and uh, my my friend was, uh, he said, Jesus, take the wheel. And I was like, I don't think Jesus is familiar enough with modern technology to be good in this situation. (laughs) I don't think we can sub him in here. I don't think, I I think if you you threw him behind the wheel, he'd be like, what the fuck is this thing? You're like, the car, dude. It's like a mechanical chariot that goes 100 miles an hour and is empowered by dinosaur bones. And <laughs> you just be like, what the fuck did you just say? He, w- you both going to die in that situation if Jesus is at the wheel. He's going to come back, but you probably won't. Anyway, I'll finish off with this since I got the, the horn or the light or whatever. Uh, a wise man once said, the pen is mightier than the sword. He was later stabbed to death. Thank you very much. All right, on a rock papalo. Don't get comedy pneumonia just yet. We've got a bunch more comedians still ready to make you laugh. Your next comedian, so funny and wonderful, or stalwart of Mutiny Radio. Clap your hands together for Newman Shake. Yay! Yeah, thank you guys. Um, are there any like fans of rap here? Yeah. Dope. Nice to know. I, I like rap too, but I saw this post recently that was like, I hate how the new generation doesn't like Tupac, which I don't think is fair, because like the old generation killed Tupac. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, I feel like, um, like I, I know a lot of like guys that are insecure about dating women taller than them. Personally, I don't think I really have a problem with it, but I'm like 5'10". So the girls that would be taller than me usually play like women's basketball. 
and the people who play women's basketball typically don't date men. So, alright. Two for two, let's go. Alright, now I'm hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what else? Um, are you guys empaths? Yeah, me too. Used to be. What happened to you? I'm not even going to ask anymore. That seems scary. Yeah, no, it's okay. This is not much to ruin. Um, no, nah, I think I'm kind of like an empath, but like in a weird way. Like every time someone starts feeling like bad about themselves, I start feeling a lot better about myself. Like that's who I am. All right, I guess I just admitted being a sociopath in public. That's fine. Um, let's see. I don't know if you guys know this, but they made a movie about Gandhi in the '90s, and I'm glad they made this movie in the '90s because there's not a there's not a lot of Indian actors today that could pull off Gandhi. You know, you know what I mean? Like Dev Patel is too hot, and I'm not ready for Aziz Ansari to be Gandhi. Like that's that's a bit much. Yeah, I'm glad there's more representation movies though nowadays. But I'm realizing like that's a uniquely American thing. I was watching like an Indian movie recently, and there's a part where these characters need to m meet a guy named Juan from Mexico, and Juan is just another Indian dude in sombrero and a Mexican soccer jersey. And I don't know, man. I feel like that would be like if the new Black Panther was just Brad Pitt in a do rag. That's it. Yeah. What else? Um, I feel like the Apple Screen Time feature. That's a weird feature on your phone. Because that's a feature that makes you feel bad about using their product too much. Like, no other company can get away with that. Like, McDonald's can't have a thing where they're like, if you come here more than three times a week, we're going to call you a fat fuck. <laughs> Not something I can do. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Um, What else? I used to work a lot of weird jobs in my life. Thank you work a lot of weird jobs. I used to be a Ross security guard, which you guys could tell because you took one look at me and you're like, yeah, he looks like he protects $5 purses for a living. <laughs> I remember there was like, there was this one time where my manager, she was like, I want you to go intimidate this man, which was super weird because I was like 19 when I worked there and I was like 130 pounds and I was like, who am I trying to in intimidate? You know, like, is it a five-year-old? Like, uh, okay. <laughs> Alright, I think that's all I want to try today. We'll, s we'll finish week. Thank you guys. Yay for Newman Shake! Hooray! We're gonna get everyone up, don't you worry, one little bit. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Dan Guan! Yay! How you doing? How you doing? Oh, man. All right, so I'll just get straight into it. You guys can already tell. I have long hair. Grew out, grew out this last year. I think most men should grow out their hair. It, I realize it teaches you to be more empathetic to women. Because, ladies, you guys never told me how much it takes to upkeep your hair. I only learned that the hard way when I brought someone back home, and she stole my $200 conditioner. That's how $200 conditioner, and that shit crazy. But I understand, though, because I feel like with men with long hair, we are more empathetic to women because now we understand how, how tough it is, how, like, how, how to understand your needs. Because now even, when I, even when I have sex and she goes, oh, my God, pull my hair, I go, me too. Like, you know, it's just that's how you be more empathetic to women. Um, 
Cool. Uh, some of you guys also noticed as well, uh, I'm also a huge runner. I'm training for my fourth marathon later this year. And um, yeah, oh, no, you don't, you don't need to clap about that. I, uh, yeah, I, I, running, run, I understand running can be hard to, for every, can be hard for some people. And I think one of the hardest things is about is motivation. One of my friends recently told me about this app called Zombie Run, uh, which if you guys don't know, is basically an app where you can run to the sounds of zombies chasing you. Which, hey, listen, use whatever you can to motivate yourselves. But I think that's a weird idea because that just means that you're only motivated by death. Yeah. That'd be like me saying, like, hey, like, let me teach you how to cook so you can avoid uh, going through a famine. Like, you know, it's just like that's a bizarre premise. Okay, that's not that great. Anyway, um, thank you, sir. Anyway, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm also from an immigrant family. Anyone else from an immigrant family? Yeah? Okay, cool. Three people of color, everyone else white? Okay, cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm from an immigrant family. I think immig as immigrant parents, they drop the hardest news at the weirdest times possible, you know? Because, like, I'll be having, because I remember, like, the other day, I was just having dinner with my dad, and all of a sudden, he'll just say, you know, I used to live in Mexico for two years before I came to this country. And I was like, yeah, but why'd you gotta tell me that while we're having Chipotle? You know, like, it's just... That'd be like him saying, like, that, I'm just imagining what else could ever really come out of his mouth. That'd be like him saying, you know, your mother and I, we just had an arranged marriage. And I'm like, why'd you got to tell me that while we're having Panda Express? Like, you know, it's just, <laughs> that's so bizarre, Dad. That's so bizarre. Um, I think we got, I think there's a lot, of, there's a lot of work to be done in, in Asian representation in the media, but I think we're making a lot of great headwinds. You know, I think we're making a lot of great progress. The reason why I know this, I recently got an ad, and I think you might really like this ad, and it goes, the tagline just read, uh, are you a strong, smart, successful man? Then come on down to the Northern California Sperm Bank, <laughs> you know? I'm like, no wonder there's so many waging kids walking around here, you know? <laughs> okay, cool, I'm just, everyone else is Gen Z? Um, I, um, so I, uh, I've re been coming out as a book. get comedy pneumonia just yet we've got five comics left and your oh, next one good. is so funny we probably won't have time but your next one put your hands together for angel jim <laughs> thank you thank you so good to be here hey um you guys uh get the new iphone update no? Okay, cool. Let me tell you what happens. Um, there's a new feature that scans the shape of your head to find the best headphone pairing. Uh, and I think they designed this for an owl because I can't turn my head that far. Um, and I think it's great that they have an app to learn the shape of my ears when no man can find my clit. Oh. Um, that should be the next iPhone update. You know what I mean? Just think about all the iPhones they'd sell. Um, I... Don't think I'll marry rich, so I'm just getting 10 middle-class boyfriends. Um, my boyfriend said, uh, do I meet your needs? 
I said, it's a team effort. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he said, I'm nervous to meet your parents. I said, you won't be alone. Um, you know, strength in numbers. I was at my college reunion recently, and they had this award called Last Man or Woman Standing for the oldest alumni at the event, uh, which I thought was sweet. Um, but apparently, uh, five people actually showed up from the class of 47. So they just had a Hunger Games for old people. Okay, still working on that, guys. You'll be hearing it for a couple more weeks. Um, <laughs> Um, I, oh, so <laughs> I recently moved to the Bay Area uh, for a new job that pays a lot more money. Um, it's with a Chinese company. Uh, everyone only speaks in Chinese. So I have no idea what's going on. Uh, yes, uh, thank you for clarifying. My friend said, don't you speak Mandarin? I said, I thought I did. Because um, they talk about AI in Chinese. And I can't even talk about AI in English. Um, so I called my dad to ask for advice because as an immigrant, he knows what it's like to not know the language. Uh, he said, listen, you're going to get back in there and tell them, in America, we speak English. <laughs> uh, so I did, um, which is why I no longer have a job. Um, we're a Christian family, so we prayed over this decision to take the job. And I said, dad, did God really tell me to take this job? Or did we just think so because we like money? He said, of course God told you to take this job. He knew we liked money. Um, uh, I have a coworker who sends emojis just a few shades too dark for him. Um, <laughs> so I reported him to HR. Um, I think emojis are a great way for companies to see which ideas are popular with which races. Um, you know, our HR posted about the company camping trip. Only white people reacted. Then they asked for signups to the company dance-off, and five black people reacted. And so did a white guy, but he shouldn't have. Um, and then when Katie from HR posted a selfie, everyone reacted. Someone even threw in an eggplant, um, and a black guy sent in a bigger eggplant, um, and the Asian guy said he only had a baby carrot on his keyboard. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Ending strong, guys. Uh, uh, yeah, let's just do that. Thanks, guys. Angel Jin, everyone. All right, hold fast. We have a couple left. Put your hands together for Kapani. Hi everyone. Um, thanks, Pam, for letting me go on. I uh, I try to pee as thank you, thank you. I love you. What's your name? Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. I'm Kapani. Um, it is nice to meet you. I uh, I I don't DJ. <laughs> thank you. That's very kind of you. <laughs> um. Well, I think we're working on it collectively as a gender. Um, <laughs> uh, well, the 
this actually was uh, my first joke. I was going to say that I am not exceptionally gorgeous. Um, oh, thank you. But <laughs> Dude, this is great. Um, I am not exceptionally gorgeous, but I, um, I went on a run this morning. Um, and there is this guy outside of his truck, and he, like, watched me run and then, like, turned his head as I continued running. And I think, like, if my head were not completely empty, I would have, like, been a little bit, like, disconcerted. But in that moment, I felt exceptionally gorgeous. <laughs> um, I, uh, sometimes my friends will be like, hey, what's up, uh, bitch, let's go out. Um, and I'm like, okay, yeah, just, uh, just going to take some time to, to get fucked up first. And, and, and they're always, like, 15 minutes later, they're like, Hey, bitch, um, just checking in. Are you, uh, are you any closer to getting fucked up? Um, and then I'm, like, kneeling on the bathroom floor, my head over, like, some pillow. And I'm, like, just a minute. Still waiting for the boobs to come out. Um, I think my, uh, my issue with dating apps is I never know what topics I'm going to deem inappropriate. Um, like, this guy said he was into modernism poetry. Um, and so I said, E.E. Cummings. More like Mimi coming. Um, <laughs> I did not get back to him. Right now. Oh, um, I work in office It's so depressing, you guys. Like, don't don't get an office job. Um, but something interesting about that office job is, like, I think I'm beginning to more and more. Every day I come home from work, I like have a couple beers. Um, the only thing I don't do is I don't verbally abuse a nine-year-old. Um, <laughs> mostly because I don't have access to one yet. Um, uh, oh, okay, this one. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a cookbook for women in modernism, but it's basically a guide for how to starve yourself. It'll be like, one egg for breakfast, a cucumber for lunch, and some ice cubes for dinner. Um, and I wish someone would just like go back in time and tell those poor women it does not need to be that hard. Just get a mild case of depression and only keep yogurt in the fridge. You'll <laughs> drop 10 pounds with just that. Oh. I don't like modern I'm very bored, so I mostly watch TV. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm always, like, um, always, like, do people know that I'm watching HBO at work? Um, like, are they able to tell that um, I am... <laughs> You're like my one guy. <laughs> um, it, like, can they tell that I'm watching HBO at work? Because sometimes it's like, I don't like it. Sometimes I, sometimes I do tell them. I just would like to know if it is, if it's possible to tell that I am watching HBO. Okay. Um, I, uh... <laughs> Three left, put your hands together for Katka. Boys say I love you so. Girls say that I never
No, it is actually. Oh, yeah, it is work. Oh, yeah, that one's hey. Really and it's just. Awesome. Kaka! Yay! 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 May know, like, you already know that I'm sabotaging my life, but what you don't know is, like, exciting news happening. Um, so, this is truth. Like, as of today, I'm married <laughs> to an American guy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. I, I also see the confusion in your eyes. I mean, uh, is she so desperate that she's hitting the bar on her wedding night? This sounds like a marriage sabotage to me. So no, today's not my, I didn't have the wedding. It's just my fellow immigrant husband got his US citizenship. Yay! <laughs> USA, USA, woo! The greatest country in the world just got itself another taxpayer. Yeah! For life. Yeah, I R S. I R Okay, um uh, Yeah, I thought you guys are going to join me on this one, but um whatever. Um okay, but quick poll. If you had to gun to your head, right? Would you rather chant with me I R S or S T D? Okay. Hey, okay, guys. Don't be shy, let's do this together. Okay, so who's for IRS? Okay, quick show of hands. All right, great. Who is for STD? All right, this is great. So if there is anyone here on a date and the guy next to them is you know, uh, raising the hand for the STD, I mean, take a note. Take a note, that's great. I mean, it's a really important thing which you're seeing. I mean, this guy is rich. This guy is rich. Like, bag him. Bag him. Uh, not, 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 not bag. Bag, you know, I had this thick accent, it's tough to understand, that's why I need to like mime everything, like bag the guy, bag him. All right, um, you know, uh, like just get yourself a guy who, ra who rather has an IRS or a STD because you will be SFL. You'll be set for life. I know that. I did it myself and that's why I can do comedy right now. So you guys know a thing of about or two about me right now. Um, I'm married. We've been together for a while. And um, my husband and I, we've been trying to like um, reignite a passion, huh? Yeah, so we've been trying this new, a bit kinky foreplay. I got your attention now, you little dirty, dirty minds, right? Okay, okay, but before I go any further, you need to promise, pinky swear, pinky swear, everyone, you're not going to judge me too quickly for what, am I, what I'm gonna say, okay? So, um, okay, it's, it's not that racist. It's not, <laughs> not, not that bad. So, so we take turns, one of us pretends they're black, and um, the other person, the white one, has to take the first move. We play chess. place chess here any more chess player guys yay awesome awesome I love it I love that black and white skirt it's like giving you away right San Francisco is such a great city for gays and nerds for everyone to come out and come in and come and everything right I I know because I'm a dumb nerd and uh, I love playing chess because it's like a 
BDSM for my ego. <laughs> I lose every single time. Our safe word is though, checkmate, Katka. <laughs> but uh, my guy, I mean, he is so smart. I just love, like, he beats my ass every night. Uh, figuratively, figuratively, okay? Guys, this is no, like, a uh, call for help from a DV survivor. We're cool. Everything is good. And, you know, I am actually stronger than him. I'm more cruel. <laughs> if anything, I'd be Amber to his Johnny. Ah. Johnny Depp. Um, so, yeah, guys. Um, I think I'll end here. So play chess. It really improves your sex life. I'm Katka Sabo. Bye. Hooray for Katka. Yeah, you just got married. I don't know if you got the same STD I got. When I got married, uh, I got, well, I got sexually transmitted debt. That's the STD I got. But these young kids, they're so progressive. They call them STIs. What are those? Sexually transmitted income? Yeah, You're next. We're next. Your next comedian. Put your hands together for Manuel. How you guys doing? Uh, well, me and my son are coming from Vallejo right now. The whole traffic, and um, I gotta say that was the most brutal fucking drive ever, honestly. Cause as you guys can tell, I had to blow up that fucking bathroom. I blew it up like ISIS. <laughs> but uh, you know, and you know, it was it was it was kind of fucked up. Cause um, you know, so much smaller, I had to be like, hey, hold it in, you know, hold it in. Don't don't go to the bathroom, whatever. And so now the roles were changed. The whole drive, I'm like, fuck, I'm not gonna make it. I'm not gonna make it. He's so like. Dad, you got it. Just hang in there. You're almost there. And I'm like, damn, how, the, how shit's changed, you know? I always told myself the day that my son has to take care of me or, like, tell me, you know, like, hey, you got to, you know, wipe yourself, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and kill myself. So, <laughs> but I didn't think it was going to be so soon. So, uh, yeah, if anybody could take him uh, home after this set. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, yeah, but um, anyways, um, yeah, I guess I'll get into something. Um, shit. Oh, you know what? I actually, I just recently got my, uh, my, my vaccine, the COVID vaccine. I know I'm a little late, but uh, finally did it, finally got it. Um, I guess for the most part, uh, for the longest, I was kind of like anti-vax. Um, but not for the reason you would think I'm anti-vax. It was more of just because um, I'm scared of needles. You know, I'm just, I'm a big-ass pussy when it comes to needles. But, um, but you know, because of my job and everything like that, they were like, hey, you got to get it or you got to get fired. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and grab it. And I ended up getting it. And uh, it wasn't that bad, honestly. You know, I thought it was going to be a lot worse. So, uh, you know, now that I got that out of the way, I figured, you know, I might as well try heroin next, you know? I mean, you know, you, hey, you know, might as well go all out, right? <laughs> That's right. Hey, start with COVID. <laughs> start with COVID and with heroin. That, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't even know what else to talk about. You know, it was kind of, you know, it's, it's funny because we were supposed to go bowling, but somehow we ended up here. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so, uh, hell yeah. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, I really didn't have any material set up for this, and, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say, <laughs> so I, I think I'm going to just end it right there. Keep going? All right. Oh, uh, shit. Um, I do got the mic, huh? You guys have to sit here and listen to me. How I really feel? I feel good, man. You know what? Honestly, it's not even that bad. I thought it was going to be a lot worse, you know? Thankfully, it's not a big-ass crowd. If not, I probably would have actually shit myself again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bro, I'm telling you, that shit was brutal. I was like, hey, he was really like, hey, dad, just hang in there. Just don't even think about it. And I was like, man, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, 
Yeah. Um. Uh. Shit. How much time do I got left? <laughs> that's good enough. Yeah. Let's call it there. All right. Thank you. That's my time. Thank you. Manuel, everyone, his first time, I think. That was great. I'm so glad you're here. Next time we have matches in the. I always have matches above the mirror for the future. Uh, yeah, and it's, I did clean the bathroom today, so lucky you. Our last comedian of the night is a child, which is amazing. I love it when um, young kids come here. You're, the, you're like the fifth person under 18 we've had. Hey, everybody, clap wildly for little Anthony. You know what's funny about school? When the teacher says to be quiet and... The teacher is always loud, and why doesn't she be quiet? What did the What is the dog's favorite part of the house? The roof. Oh, what kind of alligator wears a vest? A vestigator. <laughs> How do you make a squirrel to like you? For to give it nuts. Oh, I also do boxing and um, and every single time I get hit, I always get nervous. And once I always do a fight, I get even more nervous. And then once I punch them back, they get the other person gets nervous. And I can tell by that because they because they got. Because they got to, um, every single time when I spar and I hit them, they say, wait, hold on, I need to use the bathroom. <laughs> and, um, also, when recess is over and then there are... Yard is around the playground, and they say freeze. They don't freeze. Why don't they freeze even though they say freeze? Mm. Thank you. You know what's funny about Jurassic Park? During the acts, it's pretty funny on one of the acts where they say, hey, go get the raptors and then they can um, eat them. That's a funny part that I always laugh to. And another funny part that I laugh to is when my friend says, hey, let's go on the tire swing and then they and then once 
when they say we can't ride on it, he said, okay, let's go on the swings. And then when all the swings are taken, then let, and then they say, let's go play in the field. And then we go on the field, and then they say the field's not open. And then they said only blacktop only. And I started laughing because my friend want, really wanted to play on the, um, on the grass. know what is really also funny about school when i say to a substitute that um the the yeah the instructions are right here and she does it a different way even though the teacher has something for her to do and she never even does it and i always think that it's Weird to have a substitute for to be teaching someone, I mean, children, in the, a different way that the teacher doesn't want it to go. And, um, and also, there's another joke that I want to tell. <laughs> knock, knock. Interrupting cow. Moo! <laughs> Clap your hands together for little Anthony, everyone. That was amazing. How old are you, little Anthony? How old are you? You're nine? That's, uh, you know what, I think you've just started comedy too late. I just don't think you'll ever be famous. I'm kidding, that's amazing. You're nine years old and you, is that your first set ever? That was amazing. Everybody clap it up for Anthony! Yay! That's our show. Sorry we talked so much about butt sex. Um, and we'll be back on Monday at six o'clock for Joke Workshop and tomorrow we're out at Atlas Cafe at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And thank you all for being here. No, I gotta end the show, everybody, thanks. Together, yeah. Now the time has come. Time is no place to run. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> oh,
Patrick go. Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. The best barbecue in San Francisco and free comedy? Come get messy with the sauce every Wednesday, 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue at 3149 Mission Street, just past Cesar Chavez. Hilarious Bay Area stand-up comics, amazing smoked meats, and $5 cans of standard deviant brew. This neighborhood gym is a bizarre and fun weekday night treat with free comedy to tickle your ribs. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue. Reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite to let us know you're coming to laugh. Hey, kids, it's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, bested Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. And donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value. And the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not, true entertainment has brought us a savior in whosthatlive.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true productions. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. 
Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog fr- we are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 278 121st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in a drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy. Laughter has value, and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand up comedy and those that, who's that? Go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Join us on a journey into the absurd. Radio Nevada, 1109 Valencia at 22nd in San Francisco. 
to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hey, Hi, Mike. Carl. Thanks for having I am an official co-host now, and I, I welcome our audience. I was going to thank you, but there's no need to thank you. I'm a regular. You've been a regular on this show for, I don't know, the second year. We've been oh, I've been the- regularly booked. Yes. We're right now streaming first on MutinyRadio.fm, the Internet's uh, radio station from San Francisco. You can listen to us every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We follow Found Round Sound with Scotto at noon, and we're right before Ugly Sundays. Uh, so you can tune in <coughs> to mutinyradio.fm uh, beginning at noon PST and listen to some music, then watch a movie with us, and then listen to more music. How about that? We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We also have a podcast by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We also have a YouTube channel that uh, Colin... That Carl, sorry, Car- uh, Carl. That's I'm all right. Sure. Colin's equally as much a friend as me. <laughs> <laughs> like the uh, same level. We, we are here on YouTube as well. Uh, you can watch us yourself. Hey, look, I'm wearing my mini radio. 